You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Okay, well, maybe the truth needs to be told. And I think people, that's how we're going to start Geekiest Show ever this week. Okay, so the first bit of truth is Melissa's not here. Uh, Boo. Yeah, she's battling uh, a head cold, and she said something about uh, NyQuil highs or something like that, which could make for a really interesting podcast if we got her high enough. But um, she doesn't want to be snotting all over her uh, uh, podcasting microphone. So, okay, we'll respect that. So it's, it's Elisa and me. And, you know, we're kind of thinking about what should we talk about. And, well, we're all in the house here uh, because, you know, uh, Mother Nature is assaulting us. Uh, For those of us that live in the Northern Hemisphere, especially those that live in the Northern, Northern Hemisphere, uh, we go outside and Mother Nature tries to attack us with this cold and wind and snow. And we just got done with a few inches of sideways snow this weekend. Um, We had a couple inches that blew. it's not one of our horrible blizzards, but it's just like we got snow, we got to move it. Nah, okay, you know, we, we live in South Dakota. We know the drill. We just kind of <laughs> pray that it doesn't get bad like it did last year. We've had other bad winters. So, you know, that's kind of our forecast right now. Snow, temperatures, 30s to 40s. Well, no, 30s today, tomorrow. Then I think it starts to slow, slide down. So by next Saturday, it'll be single digits uh, for highs. Uh, but hopefully no more, not much more white stuff ours is gone oh i'll try maybe i should start a new year's resolution to swear less shit oh there (laughs) went that one okay no so far it's been good we've had we know we had the major major storm and then it went you know then the snow went away and then we got more snow and then it went away and i'm okay with that i hate snow but i'm not it's not so bad if it goes away before it snows again and so all you see right now is basically those, you know, 10-foot banks in the parking lots that take mm-hmm. until May to go away no matter what. <laughs> but for, for, you know, when you're looking at people's lawns, you might have like a little, little bit at the edge of the driveway, or, you know, where the street meets your front lawn. That's about it. It's uh, Right now it's 33 degrees. It's 19-mile-an-hour wind, so it's pretty windy. But the rest of the week is supposed to be in the 30s. Thursday is 28, but then on Friday, 46, and Saturday, 51. Pardon me while I weep. Um. <laughs> so I'm okay. And as you can see, well, as Mike can see, I'm wearing a T-shirt. I'm not even mm. wearing a long sleeve shirt or a sweatshirt or anything like that because it really hasn't been that cold. Yeah, and see, out here in the Great Plains, um, it, in you know, if you were to run the odds, more than likely, I would say over 50% of the time, maybe 60, 70, the snow comes and it doesn't, or it, it melts a little, but not down to the bare ground so and there are some winters like last winter we started out decent we got through december with just a minimal amount of snow we thought hey this winter might not be too bad then they went oh crap we got you guys on back order and so then they started sending the snow at us you know this crap didn't melt and so by the time we were done we probably had about a good three feet of snow on our lawn just from accumulated snows piling up and you know not very much melting going on so that's kind of our problem because it's not unusual for us not to see the uh the grass until may sometimes when it's been really bad that's normally us normally once it snows it's ours until at least end of march early april Mm. but this year we've been lucky i think it's making up for years past (laughs) where 
Well, I mean, last year, I forget what the exact number was. Was it the eighth mo- the eighth snowiest? I mean, it was just something crazy where it got to the point where it just kept piling on and piling on where there was nowhere to throw it. You couldn't use your snow blowers because the blowing mechanism didn't throw the snow high enough. Oh, yeah, we've gotten to that point where... And you had to shovel the snow banks that you had room to throw. You know, it was, it was terrible. And uh, we are in the Midwest here coming off... I was going to try and see if I could Google this quick. Um, when, because uh, I'm pretty sure that this has got to be in the top ten, I think. For well, I think there was a couple places in South Dakota that set snow records this year. They were telling about just before the end of the new year, and I think Watertown, the our metropolitan area to the east of us here, set a record. Uh, and of course, I probably won't be able to find it, but. Um, uh, I want to say it was like 40-some inches, 50-some mm. inches. Um, let's see here. Watertown. Now, is that a current one? That says 80.2. That's record snowfalls. And I thought oh. they broke some records. But Siston uh, was 80.3. Uh, I don't know if this stuff is current or not. This may be overall records. And I, like I said, I thought some of them were broke this year. Um but, uh, yeah, so we get, you know, a fair amount of snow here, and sometimes it takes forever to go away. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at right now. Um, and like I say, so because the weather, you know, like I say, we don't, I'm not one of those, even though I, we were talking about this before we uh, started podcasting, we were looking at our ancestry DNA results, and uh, they updated theirs, and I suddenly found out that I'm like 10% Swedish and 5% Norwegian. I'm going, oof, the Anybody from that Norwegian gets that, or from that uh, uh, ethnicity gets that joke. But anyway, um, I should be used to the cold, but I'm not. So I try to stay in the house. And one thing that people do when they stay in the house is they will watch TV shows. And so with the uh, the Yellow Earth, or no, Golden Globe Awards? What's, what's on tonight? <laughs> Uh, Golden Globes are on tonight, which is uh, awards for television and movies and such. So what we're going to talk about today is, according to Parade Magazine, which published this list back in September of 2019 when the Emmys were on, the 20 greatest TV shows of all times. And this is not in any particular order. This just goes in uh, chronological order, not one through 20 order. And the first one is I Love Lucy, which when we talked about our favorite TV shows was mine. And for me, I don't know. There was just something about, I guess I'm not a fan of slapstick, which is more or less what hers was. Uh, see, I don't Sorry. consider it slapstick because I well, can't stand slapstick either. And right. for me, slapstick is the Three Stooges. Can't stand the Three Stooges. But I no. think that's a lot of women don't like them, but men do. Right. I, I don't consider right. Lucy slapstick well i don't know or physical let's go with physical comedy physical comedy yes yeah, yeah. yes and but, you know like the ones where she's trying to stuff chocolate in her mouth on oh the my assembly. god that's so funny that's uh, like one of the best i mean vita vita vegemin and lucy was on from 1951 to 57 and it had 20 emmy nominations and won four okay and so and like i say you know and then, you know this is the thing everyone's taste is going to be a little bit different uh, like I say, I don't know, there was just something about I Love Lucy. It wasn't that I disliked it. I would watch it, but it was kind of like, especially when she would start going into the, you know, kind of the absurd, um, you know, like, uh, you know, trying to trick, trying to trick Ricky. 
oh, Ricky, you know, or, you know, something like that. Uh, trying to pull off, you know, some sort of a scam. And I don't know, maybe I'm too, maybe I'm just being too finicky or something. But like I say, uh, it, it wasn't that I disliked it, just, you know, didn't didn't do so much for me. But uh, Did you see the episode when she told Ricky she was pregnant? Yeah, no, that, which... that was a good one. I, every time I see it, I cry. Yep. Every single, and I've seen it a hundred times. And it, every it, single time, and sure she it, was about seven months pregnant at the time. Right for real. Uh, if I remember it right, I think uh, wasn't she doing a dance number or something or part of? No, she she was spent. She was trying to tell him all day long, and she that she was pregnant, okay. and she never could. So she finally went to the club, okay. and she gave the mater d a note. Okay. For Ricky to sing, you know, for Ricky to um, a request, and yeah, a request that someone was pregnant, and he went around to all these different couples, okay. and he finally got to Lucy, and she shook her head up and down, and he says, "It's me, it's me." <laughs> okay, I knew. Like, oh. I like. I could. I remember watching the episodes, but it's been so long that yeah, it was a little, um, little fuzzy in my memory, but. Uh, Okay, so like I say, it was, you know, okay. Uh, there's others on this list I like better, like the, the next one, Carol Burnett. I mean, I think we oh. both agree on that. Um, so funny. 1967 to 1978, 70 nominations, 25 wins. And uh, I just loved uh, Harvey Corman and uh, uh, Tim, Tim Conway. Tim Conway, yeah. Uh, when they would just start, you know, going as, you know, Tim uh, Harvey Corman's trying to keep a straight face. Good luck with that. Uh, and, and, uh, Conway's just over there, you know, schlepping it up and, you know, (laughs) and you you can see that, you know, at some point he's just like uh, the dent, the dentist scene, I think is, that's a classic. Yes. The dentist and, or the, and the the ones that we've shared back and forth a few times, the elephant scene, especially the unedited version. (laughs) God, that was so funny. And Mr. Tud, Mr. Tudaball. Okay. And then you had, yeah, then you had, um, as the stomach turns, yes, and Harvey Carmen dressed in drag as Mama. Oh yeah, uh, and um, one of so funny. What I always thought was one of the most inspired bits of comedy was when they did the ripoff of Gone with the Wind. Oh and, yeah, and uh, they said something about uh, she's trying to make a dress, so they grab the curtains out of the window, and then somebody comments on, "Oh yes, I saw it in the window, and I just had to have it." Had to have it, yes. <laughs> just. So, yeah, and so yes. that's the kind of comedy that I, I guess I like the 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 uh, the parody the uh, yeah just the dumb humor you don't have to think about it. Well, I wouldn't quite say dumb so much because you got to know something about Gone with the Wind. You got to know something about this stuff. That's why I said well, parody because, like I say, yeah. you got to know something in order to understand. Well, when parody. I say dumb humor, I, I, I yeah. what I mean is like. I'm not into like a lot, like a lot of Woody Allen movies are sure. more cerebral humor, right. and I just you know I'm more into you know Wayne's World and Monty Python and the Holy Grail, just stuff that you just sit there and you go, this is stupid, and you laugh. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, and like I say, but you know I think like I say I do think there's you got to know something uh, because like I say if you were to take this over. Uh, some of the stuff over to England because I've been watching little clips of stuff from England over here, uh, some comedy bits, and they're laughing uproariously, and I don't get the references. So, like I say, you have to have a certain amount of knowledge to get yeah. some of these jokes. So, yeah. Um, and then the the next one on the list here, uh, another another good show, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, um. 70 to 77, 67 nominations and 29 wins. Um, 
And I liked it for, I mean, besides the comedy, I liked it because it was set in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is near us. But at that time, my sister was living in Minneapolis. Uh, so, you know, there was that. And so we'd go to visit her once in a while. And we would, uh, it went, especially the opening scenes, when they would do the scenery shots, we'd go, yeah, there's the IDS Tower. There's a few things. So it was one of the few shows that we could watch and, you know, physically relate to because we've been there and seen, you know, some of these things. Now, you know, obviously it was all recorded in California, but, you know, you had your opening shots there. So uh, that was a tie-in for us. But, yeah, just Mary struggling as a, you know, a single woman and all the things that she gets into. And Ted Baxter, God bless Ted Baxter, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, him uh, and, uh, and you know, and the whole crew. And they all, you know, after this, they all went on to, you know, other bigger successes because you've got, what, Love Boat, Ed Asner was um, Lou Grant. Yep, Lou Grant. And he went from comedy to serious. Yes. That was a serious show. Yes, it was. Yeah. And it still holds up because I can watch this on demand through YouTube TV. Not Mm. all the seasons, but I've watched a couple of episodes and I still laugh. You're talking a show that's 50, oh, you know, 40 to 50 years old. Yep. And it's still funny. I mean, the chuckles that they have here, the chuckles bites the dust episode. Oh, Lord. Do you remember that one? Yes. It was when he, when Chuckles the Clown died and Mary, Mary couldn't cry. All she would do was laugh at the most inopportune times. And they were trying to eulogize him. And I think his line was a little song, a little little dance, dance, a little seltzer seltzer in your pants. pants. Yep. And I think, wasn't he dressed as a peanut and one of the elephants decided to uh, peel him? That's, I think that's how he died. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, there's those episodes. Um, yeah, and like I say, uh, you know, Ted uh, Ted Knight left us too soon. Betty White mm-hmm. is looking like she may live forever. Uh, yeah, and you know, but yeah, she's a national treasure. Uh, but you know, still quite a few of them are still around yet. I got to stop. Think Mary Mary Tyler Mary, Marcus. Yeah, she passed. Okay. Rhoda, yeah, Rhoda passed not, last year. Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah, because she had yeah. like brain cancer. Was it? She brain had brain cancer. cancer. Yeah, yeah, it was sad. Uh, Cloris Leachman is still here. She went well during this tenure. She went on. She did Young Frankenstein. Okay. Which she was hysterical. She did a few Mel Brooks movies, which were hysterical. Oh yeah. Um, and as, as a side note, I was listening to. Uh, you know, people find this hard to believe, but Gilbert Gottfried has a podcast, and I've mentioned him here a time or two. And he did one uh, a couple weeks ago about the, I think it was the 45th anniversary of um, Blazing Saddles. Oh, my God. And and to and they had the people, the two of the three people that wrote it, because Richard Pryor was also one of the writers on there, and they were talking about that movie and how you could never, ever at all make that movie today because it would be so politically incorrect it would go up in flames Um, but it's so funny it is and you know and the the thing is you know they were making it as a social commentary and you know and they were making by laughing at this stuff they were making commentary on it but now you know my little rant here i think we've become so you know uh sensitive politicized whatever that if they were to try to make it now they would get shut down but you know the thing is they were basically agreeing with these people but they were just doing it in a way that showed how absurd bad terrible and ugly this is by laughing at it and you know nowadays it just seems like we can't well laugh at anything so yay for good old-fashioned television 
And speaking of things that were, you know, offensive and hard to watch, uh, and but still made a political commentary, you had All in the Family. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first shows, one of the episodes of theirs that, you know, this is a comedy, but they still made, you know, commentary about it. And the one I remember, which was like, I thought this was supposed to be funny. They had this episode about these, and it's long ago, so I'm remembering what I can of it. They had these people at their house who were part of the IRA, the Irish, mm-hmm. or IRA, Irish Republican Army. And I think when they left the house, they got in their car and the car blew up and they died. Right. Yes. And, and I'm going, you know, and I'm, what, 10? I'd have to do the math. Yeah, probably roughly 10, 12 years old. I'm going, where's the comedy? This is like kind of a downer. But like you say, as you get older, this is the kind of stuff you appreciate, that it can be funny, but it can still make a point and make you think about it. While they tackled doing... a lot of topics. They talked yes. about race relations. They talked about, you know, the Democrats versus yep. the Republicans. They talked about Edith getting raped, yeah. about abortion, about um, uh, they had one character who was a cross dresser who ended up being murdered. And, you know, Archie thought that, you know, this person mm. was a horrible person until right. she got murdered. And then right. it really hit him hard. Yeah. Um, it talked about having an affair. It talked about all kinds of different um, social issues, regardless right. of you know how you feel about them, it it just took it head on, and it did present both sides right. of a particular issue. If there mm. were two sides, obviously with right. the rape, there's like not two sides. No, uh, no. it talked about Edith going through the change. You know, hurry right. up, change. You know, and so it it did. A, you know, there was a lot of positive that came out of it. A lot of people, you know, things to talk about. And I think deep down, as bigoted and as horrible as Archie was, deep down he truly loved his family. Oh yes. And uh, but everybody has an Archie in their family, whether it was their their own father, <laughs> an uncle, a cousin. Everybody right. can say, "Oh yeah, he's the Archie in my family." Right. And let's not probably forget its most uh, important contribution to TV: the sound of a flushing toilet. Yes. <laughs> And his chair, at least at one time, was yeah. in the Smithsonian. I, it, it was, oh, it's probably still there. I don't know if it's on display, but I'm sure they've hung on to it. But yeah, because that was part of their oh, TV I just see, history. I, did, I didn't even see it. It's written down here right here. Original oh. chair is on display in the Smithsonian. I'm just saying that off the top of sure. my head. But yeah, it's oh, yeah. here. It's still on display in the National Museum of American History. Yep. As part of you know uh, television you know history. Um, so yeah, and you know the, the next one on our list, same thing. Mash mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. made a lot of commentary on things, um, and you know one of the uh, yeah longest running TV show in history. If uh, that may be mentioned in here, if I'd read it, um, yeah, it lasted eight years longer than the actual Korean War did, um, and it ran well so from seventy two to eighty three. So that's eleven years. Um, so yeah, I think it still holds the record. Um, last time what about I heard, Law and Order, maybe Law and Order. Oh, uh, maybe so, maybe so. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. And I don't know cause it, yeah, went off the air in 83 and I remember that, uh, yeah. because, uh, I think it was like February of 83, yes. uh, mm-hmm. because we were, you know, it's one of those things you had these moments that are kind of branded into your mind. Uh, and this one I remember because yeah, it was the long, the end of a, you know, this, and we'd all come familiar. These people were almost like part of our family and they were saying goodbye. And some of them in, you know, not so good a way, um, 
But um, so we were living in the farmhouse across the road from my mom's place, and we were sitting there, and we had the wood burning stove because we were trying to heat with, and we're watching this and trying to you know keep the stove going and watch this. And so I remember you know cold and all this other kind of stuff. And so yeah, I mean that's that's one of those memories. uh, Those they have a name for it, and it's escaping me now. But those memories that you know revolving around an important point in history of some sort, uh, and uh, you, you know you have it you know much like. 9-11 and some and Kennedy assassination and some of those it's just one of these moments that uh as a society we all kind of have some sort of memory about that and I think for a bunch of people who like the show this is one of those moments yeah and they still have this on um I forget what station it's on but they still have it on YouTube TV so I watch it every now and then I think it's on uh, Hulu too, and so, I go in there and watch it. Might be time. might be Sundance. I can't remember now. I just go through the and go. Oh, Mash is on. Oh yeah, you know, you're... and I'll watch an episode. But I mean, we we own the DVDs. Oh okay. I haven't gotten to that point yet. And as um... my husband's favorite show is Mash. I mean, you can pretty much you know, and you know that it's it's part of the. Um, you know, it's part of our psyche because you, you, when you mention a particular character, yep. you know, like Captain Winter, you know, the wind, oh. you, know, you, you know, you remember certain things about their character yes. and you quote things that they say. It's part of our cultural gestalt. That's uh, right. Yes. I've been wanting to use that term for a long time. Uh, <laughs> Here's your opportunity. Yes, because I learned that. But uh, I was going to say, if people want to find out where shows, I was just going to throw us out quick because I happen to think of it. There's this app called Real Good, R-E-E-L Good. Uh, and uh, you put in all the uh, stuff you subscribe to or have access to, and then it will go and find where you can find these shows so um and it'll you know give you a, a list of everything and whether how much it's going to cost or you know how much the service is going to cost or some of that stuff so, um there's real good and there's just watch too i kind of bounce back and forth uh between the two real good streaming guide oh no just just watch is the one that i had open yeah and then there's real good too uh i think real oh, I good see does just this, watch. yeah i think they both do pretty much the same thing uh, oh, so in other words, if you want to watch MASH, you can type in, I have Hulu, I have yep. YouTube, I have Netflix. Yep. You type in MASH and it will tell you Where if it it's is. on any of those services. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. So, yeah, that's a, a handy thing because with all this stuff available to us now, when we only had, you know, like when the stuff was on the air, we only had two channels. Uh, three if the right. wind was blowing in the right direction, which will come up a little later when we get to some of these other shows. Um, but... Um, you know, you did, and you could, and there was no streaming, and there was no. no um, you either watched it at when it was on, or you didn't. Like even back in '83, you didn't. I don't. Did we even have VHS at the time? I can't even no. remember. I don't. No. I don't think we did. So if you wanted Barely. to watch the Mash finale, you better be in front of that TV yep. at eight o'clock or whatever time it was yep. on. You can't tape it to watch it the next day. Well, I see the my, um... my kids never understood that. Oh yeah. Like when we wanted to watch something, if we didn't watch it when it was on, we didn't. Either, and they looked at me like I had five heads. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Well, you know the thing was we had a DVR back then. It was called Summer Reruns, um, because yeah. basically what it was that somebody made the joke once that they just you would uh, they would record all these TV shows and then when summer come up, would come along they'd rewind the wheels, put it on uh, the reels of tape, put it on there and just let it go because there was like almost no. Uh, new programming in the summertime or very little that might be where they would maybe try out a show or if they had something that they 
wanted to do something with, they'd stick it on there. But it was like, you know, kind of the desert. That's where shows kind of went to, to die. I, I'm i trying to remember. I don't think there was too many shows that had, came successfully out of like a summer run of any sort. But um, so that was our reruns in those days. Because if you missed it in the wintertime, you'd have to wait for it to come around in the summer. You better mm-hmm. not miss it then. So Right. Um, okay. Then the next show on our list here is Saturday Night Live. Uh, 270 nominations, 65 wins, going since 1965 and still uh, 75. 75, and 75, yep. And it's currently 45 going 45 years. Yeah. Yep. And you've got so many people that became successful yep. from the show. You know, Chevy Chase at one point was very, you know, had a good career in movies. Will Ferrell, um, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey. There's just so many people, so many characters that, as you put it, Mike, as part of the public. A cultural gestalt. Co- yes, thank you. Yes, there you go. You uh, know, certain characters, you know, yeah. Wayne's World and just and all, all the musical guests. And, you know, there were there were definitely some seasons that were, uh, yeah, let's just erase this from our memory. And some yeah. that were so incredibly funny. Like the 90s were so funny. And uh, um, Eddie Murphy got his. In fact, Eddie Murphy was on last week. Yep. And I watched that episode. He was so funny. I mean, he did everything in Mr. Rogers' neighbor, uh, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. He did I'm Gumby, damn it. He did uh, Buckwheat. He did all the characters that he was known for when he was on originally. So that was a really good show. Yeah, and I haven't watched that in a few years. Um, yeah, late night TV for me has, I don't know. It's just it's it's some of it kind of rubs me the wrong way, so I just I just kind of avoid it now. But yeah, back in heyday, especially like when we were in high school, um, for our senior uh, for homecoming, uh, which is a big thing in uh, rural uh, cities like this, you know, small rural towns, you have uh, homecoming, and so uh, that year I think we decided to skip the parade because then we could skip all the decorating, all this stuff. So we decided to have uh, skits instead, and so our skit was Saturday Night Live, which was probably <laughs> maybe slightly ill-advised because we did Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana, and uh. some of the other stuff. And I think we probably won, but we were seniors, so, you know, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, so we did that too. So, um, yeah, and like I say, on and off with uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, yeah, and like I say, a lot of people have come out of that who have gone on to lots of yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Gilda Radner, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. That yep. whole first season, not ready for primetime players. You know, where do you think Noogie came from? Okay, from Todd and Lisa. Yeah, was it Todd and Lisa Loopner? I'm going to give you a Noogie. Bill oh. Murray. They were like these really weird oh. teenage dating couple. Bill, uh, John Belushi. Just, just yeah. so many, so many talented people, and then yep. a lot of them, unfortunately, have passed either through illness or yep. like- drug overdose. Gildner Radner. Um, yeah, she had cancer. Or unfortunately, someone like Phil Hartman, who was hysterical too, right. whose wife murdered him. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, there's, you know, there's a certain amount of tragedy involved. Now, yeah. the next one, this is why I made the comment about the TV stations. Uh, because Taxi, which was on, um, I think it was ABC. And that yes. was a station that we could only sort of kind of get occasionally and we i would get up there and fiddle with the antenna on the roof and try to point it so i never i got to watch a little bit of taxi because i think sometime in just before it went off the the air like in maybe 81 or two the station switched affiliates to or the affiliate switched 
stations to one that we could actually get, uh, we could pull in. So then I was able to watch the last season or so, I think, of Taxi. So I wasn't able to watch all of it, but I watched enough uh, of it to, you know, get the, uh, to get it, to understand it. And, you know, uh, Latka, uh, that was always (laughs) interesting. It was a good show. Uh, yes. Oh, I yeah. mean, when watching watching Jim go to motor vehicles to get his learner's permit. Mm-hmm. Oh my <laughs> God! You just—it's like a four-minute. You got to watch that. It was yeah. so incredibly funny. Slower. Hot, what? Yeah. yeah. The yellow yeah. light. Uh, what Slow are... down. <laughs> what <laughs> does? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Seventy-eight to eighty-three. Thirty-four nominations and eighteen wins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, you know, uh, uh, quite a few people that, you know, came out of that. Yeah. Now, uh, Hill Street Blues, and that's one I remember, I remember watching it. I just, there's not a lot of episodes that stick out in my head except for, oh, and I can't remember the guy's name now. Uh, I think it became famous because he pulled down his pants. Was that that one or was it? You're, th- you're thinking of NYPD Blue. Okay. Wrong one. This is Hill Street Blues. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Hill Street Blues. I never saw Hill Street Blues. I have no, no okay. comment. Uh, I, I remember watching it and, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Hill Street Blues gave us the tagline, be safe out there or be careful yeah. out there. Let's be careful yeah. out yeah, there. Yeah I, think, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. The, they're down here at the bottom and coined the yep. phrase, let's be careful out there. We should read ahead. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I should have probably read it at all. I glanced over it quick here, but, uh, yeah. And like I say, um, yeah, there's a few that I don't have a lot of comment on, and uh, this is one that you don't have much, but I, I thought it was a good show. I've always had this weakness for cop procedural shows. Um, you know, I like Law and Order. I like Bones. I like a lot of those kind of shows like that, so I have a weakness for it. And But this one is so long ago that uh, I don't remember a lot about it. 81 to 87, 98 nominations and 26 wins. Uh, but I do remember it was like a groundbreaking show, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that's all I remember right now. But, uh, uh, and then the next show on our list, another one that I think has entered, uh, you know, our, our cultural, uh, you know, knowledge is cheers 82 mm-hmm. to 93. So that's 11 years. So that ranked right up there with mash, uh, 117 nominations, 28 wins, and kind of posed the question, will they or won't they? And after a while, I think they were just going, oh, f- just get it over with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sam and it's Diane. Another, another great show. Another great yep. show. In fact, I think I told the story before. My youngest son is named Sam because of Sam alone. Ah, he was not quite a after him. Thing. No, not because of him. <laughs> um, we were, I was pregnant, obviously, and we're at that time. Cheers was was in syndication. It was still on the air, but it was also in syndication because it was old enough. And we had already picked out a name for for him. And we're watching it one night, and I just looked up and said, Sam, that's a good name. (laughs) And so it was written, so it shall be done. Sam or Samuel? Samuel. Okay. All right. I was curious. Um, But, yeah, and, uh, you know, that uh, spawned... uh, uh, Oh, Kelsey Frazier. Graham. Frazier. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. It's um, another show that's on uh, one of the, the YouTube TV stations that I've ah. been watching. You know, it's on at night. I watch sometimes. And it's another show that is just still so funny. Yep. Uh, and something would be interesting. I'm sure somebody's drawn up the list. Shows that have spawned shows. Um, 
Because, like, in our what we've done so far, Mary Tyler Moore spawned Rhoda, and well, all in the family, yeah. it was good times. No, not uh, Maud, um, the Jeffersons. Good times, I think, came from Maud. Mm, I think, yeah, I think if I remember correctly, Florida was um, Maud's maid at one time, but Maud was set in Westchester, somewhere in that vicinity. But they moved Good Times to Chicago. Yep. Um, yeah, and yeah, we're really going back in history here. Um, yeah, so there's been shows that have spawned shows, and so I think Cheers. And I think uh, Frasier was the only one because yeah. they just took his character. And, uh, you know, by that we mean yeah, they spun off characters from that show to make others. Because I guess you could say, in theory, Mary Tyler Moore spawned uh, Lou Grant. But mm-hmm. uh, they took the character. But right. there was like they didn't bring in the, the cast from the old show because this was like a – I don't know if they even ever tried to make any reference to that. I mean, I remember and watching plus, a little bit. it moved, but I don't – I didn't really watch Lou Grant, but it didn't Bits. take place in many. I didn't. No. It didn't take place in Minneapolis. Did it take place in Washington D.C.? I, want, I wanted to say New York or New York City. I don't know, uh, but I know it didn't take place in Minneapolis. Yeah, I wanted to say because uh, he went from TV to newspaper. Because wasn't that supposed to be based on the Washington Post? It could be. Uh, Lou Grant TV series. Uh, okay, yeah, spun off. Give me the quick answer here so I don't have to click on the link here. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm not seeing right offhand where it uh, into the sitcom. Oh, he, Grant mentioned several times on Mary Tyler Moore that he'd begun his career oh, as a print journalist. Okay. Oh, so, city editor of a Los Angeles newspaper. Oh, Los Angeles. I was going the wrong direction. After losing his job at WJM Television. Okay. Uh, all right. So that answers that question. Um, yeah, I mean, this would, this is the kind of stuff for, you know, trivia um, that you could do. Um, but, yeah, they, you know, there was that, um, you know, cheers, you know, the, the whole tension between Sam and Diane. And then finally mm-hmm. that, you know, blew up. And then they brought in Kirstie Alley. And, um, you know, because they had to have some sort of tension there. But, you know, I... It, and I, you know, the, the, when the last episode, and there were some people that were disappointed, I guess, by the last episode, the way it ended. But I thought, you know, it was fine. He's just like quietly, you know, uh, yeah. uh, shut the bar down for the night and yeah. left. Uh, yeah. I don't think he needed much more than that. Uh, okay, then going from comedy to, I don't know what you'd call this, absurdist comedy. Uh, <laughs> the Simpsons. Uh, 1989, currently running, 92 nominations, 33 wins. It's one of those shows I've kind of gone in and out of. I'm not a faithful watcher of it, but, you know, and a lot of these. I've never turned... seen a single episode, and I'm going to keep that <laughs> going forever. I, it just looked too stupid. I just uh, I just didn't. Um, there were, you know, and like, again, I haven't, not a faithful watcher of it, but I've, I've tapped into it a little bit. And, yeah, some of them were, um, some of them were, you know, culturally inspired because uh, i think they had the the moody blues on there once so i watched that episode they've had different uh i think i think alice cooper showed up on there i you know they've had all sorts of guest stars oh um, yeah i've seen that they've had actors politicians yeah. sports um athletes singers yes cultural icons i know yep. they've they've made them little simpson characters but still not enough to get me to watch it okay 
Um, and so, like I say, that's about what I have to say about that one. Okay, then the one that I was jumping ahead to, NYPD Blue, 93 to 2005. Uh, yeah, I th- okay, yeah, it was um, Jimmy Schmitz. Oh, my God, when Jimmy Smith was on. <gasps> oh, no, not. Is that... no uh, he's not. Yeah, he, he was on. Yeah, yeah he, he was on. Um, it started out with David Caruso and Dennis Franz yep. as the partners. Yep. And then when Jimmy Smith's came on, um, it was interesting. He his character ended up being killed off because of a infection he got in his ah. gums after going to the dentist okay. that spread down to his heart. OK, I remember that. And one. I remember around here, at least, and probably around the country, a lot of the the local affiliates were doing interviews with dentists to see if this is something that could really happen, which okay. it can. Okay. So they were talking about, you know, because the dentist, when, when his character had gone to the dentist, the dentist had cut his gum a little bit. Okay. Well, when he was dying, my heart was being ripped out. Oh, yeah. I think mine was Oh, my too. God. It was, oh, I'm like, like sobbing. Like, don't kill him, please. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, you know, gut punches and... You know, maybe should have mentioned it when we were talking about Mash, but the when Henry Blake died in the plane crash, oh. that was one of those gut punches because I was sitting there and, like you said, and I was I don't remember exactly in my teen years anyway, somewhere in there, and um, you know, they radar walks in and says Colonel Henry Blake's plane has just been shot down over the uh, Korean Sea. Uh, there are no survivors reported, and it, the whole operating room comes to a dead stop for about 10 seconds and then they go back to operations life-saving this kind of stuff and so that was i think that may have been on tv my first one of those first moments the, the gut punch you know type deal mm-hmm. where you just you know the air is sucked out of you almost it's like and it was like you know wow that and that's still a hard episode for me to watch uh you know like this one too and, okay, I think the one that I was thinking of here, I think it was uh, Dennis Franz. Uh, there was a little uh, uh, hoopla about it. I think he's the one that dropped trowel on the right. show. Right, and it was the first time, I believe it was the first time that you saw, you know, a naked tush on network TV. Okay. Yeah, so that was, uh, you know, another one of those groundbreaking <laughs> moments. Uh, but, yeah, so... Well, what was good about NY? Did you watch NYPD Blue? All uh, of it, the whole series. Most of it. Most of it. Quite a bit. Of what it. was good about that is it showed. Um, it didn't. It, it wasn't a cut and dry. I'm the good guy. You're the bad yeah. guy. The good guy wins. It showed that you know he went through alcoholism. You know yep. the, that the cops have. They're people. They have they have their own demons, yep. whether it's uh, personal life, whether, you know, their marriage has gone bad or they're having problems with their kids or maybe they're bringing work, their work home with them mentally, that that it's you don't being a police officer. It, it really weighs on them and how it you know, they brought it home and how they had to work with the DA's office and how they had to work with witnesses and how how hard it is. Oh, yeah. And what they had to do, which might not have been so legit, right. to get the bad guy. Yeah, I would say, I don't know if I would say that it's, I'm trying to phrase this correctly. I don't know if it's um, true to life, but it gives you a probably a more accurate 
representation. I mean, it's dramatized, so they're going to have to you know amp this stuff up some. But I think it gave a a little bit more honest portrayal than Andy than, Griffith show. Yes, you know, than an yes, Andy Griffith show yes. kind of a, which obviously right. is not a police drama, right. but. You know, everything was hunky dory there. And the worst thing that happened is, you know, you had Otis in the in sure. the lockup for drinking. Yeah. Right. And he was a funny drunk, which you don't have anymore. Yeah. Which, which, <laughs> yeah. But now to pivot, 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 pivot. We're going to go. That's friends. right. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, that one I watched, I think probably most of them. Um, 1994 to 2004, um, 62 nominations and six wins. Uh, and. And I think when we get done with this list, we're going to come back to Jennifer Aniston because we want to talk about the, the morning show a little bit. But, uh, again, another one of those uh, shows that have launched careers for different reasons. Uh, you know, uh, all these people have gone on to, you know, other things in varying mm-hmm. degrees of success. But, yeah, and it's just, um, you know, looking back now, we're kind of, you know, the, the hip kids that all live together. You know, it, it looks a little, I don't want to say corny. Um, but it's one of those things you look back on it and kind of go, eh, okay, but, uh, it's still funny. I mean, um, you know, and, and I, I get sucked in every once in a while I'll be on like Facebook or something and there'll be a video and then I'll watch it and then it'll lead to other videos. And so I've right. watched a few of those, you know, video clips from friends, um, about different things like the pivot moment trying to, and as a person, you know, as a custodian, I got to move furniture all the time. So, I mean, I can relate to some of this stuff trying to move stuff into stupid ridiculous places and trying to twist turn and i i maybe not at work so much but trying to help people move we've done that a few times and it's like yeah you just want to take a chainsaw to things sometimes and you know get it in there but um so but there's also some heartbreaking moments like you know that ross was always secretly in love with um rachel when they were in high school and when you see him get dressed for the prom because her date didn't show up and then all of a sudden yep. her date does show up and she runs off, yep. you know, you just heartbreaks for him because oh, yeah. you know that he loves her. Yeah. And then other things like when um, uh, when Chandler asked Monica to marry him, just all yep. these different things. You go, oh, yeah. Or then the and I guess the, the clip that I like to watch uh, over and over again is when uh, uh, Chandler and Monica are hooking up, but they don't want people to know it. And Joey kind of figures it out, and he has to keep his mouth shut. And then there's the whole thing where, was it, um, Ma- uh, Chandler said something about, that he, that this sweater was left by, this red sweater was left by whoever was with Monica. And then un- unbeknownst been known to this, not being part of this conversation, Chandler comes in and says, oh, there's my sweater. And everyone kind of goes, what? You know. Um, and they have that moment. I may have gotten it right. I'm, you know, yeah. uh, I think I got the characters right, but that's more, more or less how it was. But yeah, so that's one of those moments that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, sticks out and everything. Um, okay. The next show here, and I've watched, uh, I think a fair amount of it. ER from 1994 to 2009, yep. 124 nominations, 23 wins. Never saw it. Okay. And I I remember watching parts of it, um, um, and I don't know. Oh, like I say, I know I've watched but, parts of it, but a lot of these people have gone on. You have yeah. Juliana Margulies, you've got George Clooney, Anthony Edwards, Noah Wiley. I think I remember Anthony Edwards. They had like a storyline with him. Did he end up dying on that show? He went through trauma. Was he raped? Yeah, I. There was something. Don't. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah, you didn't watch it, so you don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, there there I remember storylines George this is where well, George Clooney got his start on Facts of Life, but this is what made him mm-hmm. a star. Right. Uh, right. So yeah, it launched a few people. So uh, again, uh, but you know, uh, a decent medical show. You know, um, like I said, I liked. It, I just don't remember enough about it to say much about it now. Uh, a little role reversal here because I think this next show you've watched, and I haven't. I think the West the Wing. West Wing, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand six, ninety five nominations, twenty six wins. I just finished watching it for at least the third time. And there's certain episodes I have watched more than three times. This this show is what you wish politics was now, because it doesn't matter what your political beliefs are. This is a group of people that bust their ass for the country. Right. And I I have not watched it. I'm a little leery. Um because I know it's a political drama, and given my political leanings, I don't entirely trust Hollywood to get my viewpoints accurate. So I've just kind of shied away from it because I just don't, you know, uh, I don't want to get into it. Well, here's the interesting thing toward the end of the, the series. at the Season seven is when Bartlett is no longer, you know, he, at the end of his term, his eight years are over, time for the new presidential candidates. You had Jimmy Smith and Alan Alda. Two people we have mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Smith is the Democrat. Alan Alda is the Republican. The interesting thing here is as the Democrat, Jimmy Smith was anti-abortion. Mm. And as the Republican, Alan Alda was pro-choice. Right. Which is unusual because you would sure. think it would be the opposite. Right. And there were a lot of issues where the Democrat was more – he was still left, but it was left-center – Okay. And the Republican was more right center. And though each of them had their definite Democrat ideas, their definite Republican ideas. I truly, truly believe, and I've said this before and I will say it again, even after watching it this time, that if you voted for candidate A and candidate B won, you'd be fine with that yep. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Because you did see through both of these people yep. that they were not doing what was best for them. They were doing what was best for the country. Right. You might not agree with everything, right? but I think if if those two people, those two kinds of people were running right now, you voted for one and the other one won, you'd be like, mm, okay, right? Yeah, uh, I'm okay with that. And like I say, maybe, well, there's lots of stuff I should watch. Uh, I keep I have this list of things I, I, I keep saying I should look at and watch, and, and I think it'd be cool, but I don't know, I just end up doing other things. But, you know, and this one, maybe I should watch because any. Buddy who follows me on Twitter knows I'm quite political in nature, and this might, you know, fit into what I the kind of stuff that I do. But like I say, I'm just a little reluctant to uh, to tap into that show. But uh, the next one on the list is uh, The Sopranos. Again, another show that I don't think I've seen anything of it. Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand seven, hundred twelve nominations, twenty one wins. You've watched this one. Okay. What I should do is watch it again because it's you know been since two thousand seven. Um, this is one of those shows where at the I mean, everybody knows this at the very end, the screen goes black, Another- and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, oh my god, 
HBO cut off. Oh my God. Oh my God. And, you know, I'm thinking, Oh my God, what happened? And so like, I'm like texting, you know, or the deck texting, but I think at that time I was emailing people, did, did the Sopranos, you know, what happened? And it turned out that that's was supposed to, the screen yep. was supposed to go black. So you don't have a definite, this is what happened at the end. Mm. It still left you hanging. It could have gone this way or it could have gone that way. Yep. Uh, it was, it was a good show. There's just certain things about it that irritated the crap out of me, not for, political reasons just things like it's okay for the guys to have an affair have a piece on the side but if the woman tried to do that oh my god all hell broke loose it was more cultural than it was that's the culture yep Yep, that is the the culture but this was a this was a good show okay and again like i say um and I think at the time when that aired that was on hbo and we never subscribed yes so i could go i'm sure it's in streaming somewhere i was going to say syndication well there's probably that too but um streaming is the new syndication um but um like you know i'm not sure if it's on netflix or not i haven't looked because i haven't watched it sure and you know like i say it's one of those things that everyone talks about and um it would be interesting to see now you know i've I should be interested in because I've watched the Godfather movies and I kind of remember them. And so I'm, you know, this, I'm going to guess it's along that line, more or less. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes a different turn too, because, um, Tony Soprano, a lot of the, uh, action, well, a lot of the action takes place. He's talking to his therapist. Yeah, that's one of the things I do remember. I you know I didn't m- miss the news about the Sopranos because it was like everywhere. So yeah, I did remember the part about him having a mobster with a therapist. Okay, mull that one over. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, then we have uh, Thirty Rock, uh, two thousand six to uh, twenty thirteen, one hundred and three nominations, sixteen wins. I've watched a few episodes. Um, I couldn't make it past the first one. Okay. Uh, this be, and there's one reason for it. Thirty Rock, Parks and Recreation, and The Office could not watch them because of the handheld camera. Okay. Oh, I can't deal with that camera just like moving uh, and going on all. I I couldn't like no can't do this. Well, yeah, and um, I've tried. You know, you bring up The Office. That's not on our list here, but I tried. I I tried to watch, but uh, there it, again, it's that style of humor that. Um, I just can't, um, I can't get in it. It makes me uncomfortable, um, for whatever reason. Um, so that's one that I never got into either. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a show that people watch. So apparently, so this is the one I think that both of us have in common that we've never watched. So, um, now what about Mad Men? Have you ever? Mad Men, the problem with Mad Men is on from 2007 to 15, 116 nominations and 16 wins. This was on AMC. The problem with Mad Men is that sometimes it would go two years between seasons. Okay. Very easy to forget what happened (laughs) the previous season. It started out really good. The final season was (laughs) god-awful. The ending was awful. Yeah, I think uh, Mad Men, Sopranos, and I think Cheers. I think I was watching something on Mojo.com where they were talking about, I think they call it the worst endings of a TV series. And I think those three made it for different reasons. Uh, You know, Cheers, Sam just walking out. There was like no, you know, finality. Uh, The um, Sopranos, just the uh, ambiguousness of of it all. 
you find the words, people. Um, and mm-hmm. Mad Men, it was just, uh, I forget what it was about that one, but it's just kind of, it just, yeah, I don't remember. It's just kind of a soft ending. Was that kind of it? Or? It was It was just awful. And just John Hamm's character, Don Draper, there was nothing likable about him. Okay. He was, ugh, he was, and he just okay. got worse as the seasons went on. It was just such a disappointing final yeah. season. And for me, that was when we, uh, I don't, we either didn't have cable or we didn't have that channel. So, yeah, I never got into it. But I listened to a lot of podcasts, people talking about it. And, you know, so it's one of those that I'm aware of, but I've never watched it. Um, and another show like that is Modern Family. I'm aware of it. 2009, <laughs> still going. 82 nominations <sighs> and 22 wins. I know of it, but I haven't really watched it. I started, I watched it when it first came on. I didn't like it. And then... I rented when you still could rent DVDs. I rented, I don't know, the first three seasons maybe and watched it. It's okay. It, and I never bothered continuing on. Um, and I don't, I don't miss it at all. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It just never, it never grabbed me. Well, and you know, and I still have trouble trying to wrap my head around, um, um, now I'm blanking on the name. The guy from, um, um, the guy from Married with Children. Yes, uh, him. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Yeah, and uh, what's her name? Varga. I, oh I, yeah. I I I I can't. I have a problem picturing them as a couple. I don't know. It's just the age difference, the ethnicity. I don't know what it is. It's just you're telling me these two people. And maybe if I watched the show, maybe I'd see why they're together. But I mean, when you just when it first pops up, it's like, okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should just watch it and see if I can rectify that in my in my head. But uh, okay. Um, moving on to the next show that I've never seen anything of is Game of Thrones, which just wrapped up this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, this is another show that if you haven't watched it, you've got to stream. You've got to to binge it. There's yeah. so much going on, and the character names. It's so hard to keep track. His name versus his name, at least for me, it was. It was really hard to keep track of everybody. Like who's who is a you know who's related to the Starks, who's related to the Lannisters, who's not a relation and just a, an outside. Per- it was just so hard to keep track. You really need to binge this to right. have an idea of what's going on. And I thought the final season sucked. Okay, the ending was terrible. Um, I know some people loved it. Some people hated it. I'm in the hate group. <laughs> I was really disappointed with the final season. Uh, Though there were certain individual scenes that were kick-ass. Sure. They were really, really good. Right. But overall, meh. Okay. I was disappointed. Um, yeah, and for me, uh, something visual like that, I might be able to keep track of people. I've read books, and I've never read the uh, the Game of Thrones books, but I've read books where you have this whole cast of characters, and after a while, yeah, your head starts to hurt because who's this? You know, you almost need to keep notes, which for me, when I'm listening to an audiobook, is not you know the thing you want to do is be trying to take notes on wh- who's doing what to who, where, when, where, and how. Um, but I found that I listened to the first audiobook of Game of Thrones after I watched the first season. And I found that having watched it first before I listened to it was very helpful because if I had listened to it first, I would have been so lost. Mm -hmm. But at least now I'm like, oh, okay, Jamie Lannister, I know who he is. 
Okay. Oh, Jon Snow. I know who he is. And I was able to kind of put together some of the relationships. Mm-hmm. If I had listened to it first, forget it. I would have right. been. Right. Uh, and that's and I've heard different theories about uh, movies and TV shows based on books. Uh, should you watch the show or should you read the book? You know, which works better. And it's, it kind of varies from um, property to property. Some books you're better off to have watched the movie and then maybe read the book. And there's some that works better the other way around. But, uh, uh, you know, there's varying theories on that one. Uh, and then I think, yeah, the last one on our list here is Veep. Again, another show, tw- 2012 to uh, 2019, 68 nominations, 17 wins. Never watched it. I never saw it. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, that, that's how I'll end this segment, which is just going, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we don't have uh, opinions about it. Uh, you know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is, you know, uh, you know, Seinfeld alumni, you know, great comedian, but uh, I don't know. Just Saturday never... Night Live also. Yes, that too. I she think... was on one of the seasons that was god-awful. I think I may have watched that one. I kind of remember. I remember watching her on Saturday Night Live. I, with that show, it was very hit and miss with me. Um, yeah. But not much to say there. But I think we do have, and we'll, we'll try to keep it non-spoilery, but we do have a couple things to talk about Apple's offerings. Uh, we have... Um, the Morning Show and uh, For All Mankind. For All Mankind. I was going to say A Few Good Men. I knew that wasn't right. Um, although I think this, no, anyway. Um, but uh, The Morning Show, um, I think from what I've heard from you, uh, favorable so far. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised. Just based on previews, I figured it would be For All Mankind would be my favorite over The Morning Show because The Morning Show would be more soap opera-like and For All Mankind, even though I know it's, fact it's it's a fact based fiction right i thought that would be more interesting i was bored with for all mankind right i i don't know it just wasn't i thought every character was unlikable mm. uh okay. i didn't i didn't they weren't i don't want yeah like I, I don't want to give away spoilers because sure. i'm i'm sure there's still a lot of people who haven't seen it yet i just found that a many you know, the characters just weren't likable. I mean, every you now, every now and then, you have, there's different levels of. Um, it's not like sure. across the board. You know, right. some are okay, and some are just like, oh my god, yeah, I... you're you're hor- you're a horrible person. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I don't know. I was just kind of bored with it all. Well, and yeah, I'm not all that enthused with with that show either. And for me, it, it probably won't apply to anyone else. This is uh, all on me. Uh, it came from uh, basically, well, two things. One was a misunderstanding which had my hopes going in a different direction, and then I realized I was wrong, and so therefore I was kind of disappointed. Because I thought the director of the show was Alan Moore, who had written the Watchmen uh, comic book series and that the movie was based on, the Watchmen. So the Watchmen is like the superheroes. And anyway, I was waiting for Captain Manhattan to show up on the moon when the astronauts land there uh, because I got it mixed up because it was directed by Ronald D. Moore, which is a different individual. Uh, so that's I had my expectations for you know kind of like a sci-fi uh, movie like that, and then when that didn't happen, it was like okay, I'm disappointed. Not and that's not the show's fault; that's my fault. 
But the other problem I kind of had with it was, I mean, I grew up watching the uh, space launches. I was, at that time, not so much now, but at that time, I was kind of a space nerd. Every time there was a rocket launch on, I was watching it. I watched them land on the moon. I remember that day quite well when they took the first steps on the moon, Walter Cronkite, all that stuff. Uh, So I remember that. So then when they do the show where America comes in second, it's kind of like, Okay, I get it's a historical fiction, and you should be able to keep your mind open, but it was just like, we're second best. This just, it just, personally, it rubbed me the wrong way, I guess. And I, like I said, I should try to keep my mind open for such things, but it just, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And then, like you say, I think the characters, too, were less than inspiring. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't bother me that they came in second. You're right. It was just that... I don't know, I just found it Man. boring. It just wasn't yeah. grabbing me to make sure I watched the second episode. Like I you know, you know, you watch certain TV shows, whether yeah. it's comedy or drama, whatever, and you 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 finally have to say to yourself, step away from the TV. Mm-hmm. You there's it'll still be here tomorrow. Step yep. away. And I didn't feel that way. I felt like okay. if I watched one episode and two days went by before I went the next watch the next one, okay. Yeah, same thing. Um and there was no character that, you know, you really kind of was rooting for. Um, yeah, there was maybe moments like when they're uh, going to land on the moon. Shouldn't be a spoiler. Uh, uh, and you're kind of, there's a little tension there. And, you know, so there was like a moment or two where it was like, okay. And then once that's passed, it's like, why do I, why am I supposed to care about these people again? Yeah, they just, the characters just didn't do much for me. But um, on the flip side, though, uh, the morning show, yeah, that one, yeah, like I say, I didn't have any you know, expectations going into it. I watched it, but there was, you seem to care more about the characters in that one. There's something, uh, even um, Steve Carell, who plays the, uh, the uh, sexual harasser, um, you know, you, you even feel for him because you can, you can, from his perspective, point of view you can try you can i can understand what he's thinking i'm not saying he's right but i can see his point of view Um, but i think the way they they at least this is my my interpretation of it is you get introduced to these characters and you have your opinion you say okay steve carell you you've decide he did or he didn't do it and then you have your opinion of the Jennifer Aniston character. You have your opinion of the Reese Witherspoon character. And then as the episodes go on, your opinions change, mm-hmm. sometimes from good to bad, bad to good, or or possibly in certain people, it confirms what you thought. If you thought they were jerks, it confirms that they were jerks. If you thought they were a nice person, it confirms they're a nice person. So I like, and I know you said you haven't finished it, Mike. Right. And I'm not going to. Right. say anything to you or to the listeners about what ends up happening toward the end. But you're constantly going through, well, did he actually sexually harass this person? Or is it a situation of he had a relationship with this person? They decided to break up and then she is claiming harassment as right. revenge. You know, so that goes through your head. Is that mm-hmm. what happened? Or did he truly sexually harass her? So by the end, you do find out one way or the other, you know, what exactly happened. Um, I just think you have a little bit more of a vested interest, even in the people that you don't like. 
Because if it's someone that you don't like, you want them to get their comeuppance. You want something to happen. Yeah, and um, in the case of um, 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 oh, uh, Reese Witherspoon, uh, you know, she just gets thrust into the situation, uh, and she's but she's bringing that kind of spark of energy to the show and uh, the, the the wild card. Let's just go with that. What you know? How is this going to you know work out? And so I think that makes it interesting. But then also, um, I was listening to uh, Tom Merritt on the uh, Cord Killers podcast, and he was talking about specifically, I think it was, the because I've watched up through Episode 8, and I think he said Episode 8 and 9, he thought really could be used as a training seminar on on sexual harassment, because he thought it was... I'm trying to remember what he said, but I thought he said it was like fairly well balanced. It wasn't like, you know, they weren't doing it too heavy handed either direction. They were trying to, you know, portray the, the facts here. And he said it was a really good way for people to stop and think about that things aren't always uh, always as black and white as you want to think they are or whatever. And that there is two sides to every story. Now, you know, there's probably going to be a side that's wrong, but they still have their their point of view. And I think that's what he was saying, that this is a good, uh, should be used as a training film for, uh, these kind of situations to get people to, you know, realize and think about this stuff. So I've got to, I've watched eight. I need to watch nine. And I think there's one more. I think you said there was 10 episodes, 10 Um, episodes. Yeah. So I have two more to go, so I should watch them and see what I think of them. But yeah, the morning show has, uh, like I say, has done it for me. Um, the, and it doesn't take place um, – it's like a Good Morning America or a Today Show. You know, it's first – you know, like they call it the morning show, 7 o'clock in the morning. But the action doesn't take place on the set of the show, uh, you know, the actual broadcast of the show. It takes place behind the scenes. Yeah. So you're not – you know, there's a couple of scenes that are important that do take place. But it, out of the whole series, it's – what does it take up? Ten minutes maybe? It's only a few minutes. You know, most of what you see takes place before and after the show. Okay. And then, because uh, those are the only two that I've looked at. You said, Oh, I started watching Servant. Yes. Which is creepy, but not a good creepy. It's an uncomfortable creepy. Is it an uncomfortable uh, creepy that makes you think, or is it just an uncomfortable no, creepy? No. Okay. If anyone who watched the first episode, I'm not going to say a word. If you watch the first episode... Something happened that made me extremely uncomfortable, creepy, and now I'm kind of watching it kind of like, don't let that happen again. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. It was, yeah, it was just, ew. Okay. Uh, but, I don't, but they're only half-hour shows, okay. which is why I'm going to finish it. You can bang them out quick. And I have no idea. I think there is a season two, but I have no idea if this is written as each individual season stands on their own or if it's going to be a cliffhanger that you have to come back to season two. Okay. Was there any other shows on Apple uh, TV Plus that you want to see? Not especially, but because I have it, I will probably watch C and Dickinson and... um, you told me that the the one truth, with uh, truth be told, yeah, that's the one with Octavia Spencer. Yes, um, yeah. In fact, I saw an article. I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. It might have been yesterday that said that 
you can you can run out of things to watch. Mm. They don't have a you lot know, on of Apple, shows here. Apple, yeah, because they don't have very much. I mean, you can use Apple TV Plus if you look at the app. It shows you know that you can end up signing up for HBO oh. and these other things. I'm not even sure. But, I mean, Netflix, you are never going to run out. Hulu, right. you're never going to run out. You know, Amazon Prime, you're never going to run out. Well, right. I, I've got the uh, TV Plus uh, app open here. So they've got C, Truth Be Told, Morning Show, For All Mankind, Dickinson, Servant, Hala, Oprah, The Elephant Queen, Ghost Rider, Snoopy in Space, Helpsters, and that's it. So I didn't count, but was that about 12 shows maybe? Something like that. Now there's some more coming. The one that I am anticipating, I'm not sure when it's coming, is... Um, the uh, uh, foundation based on the Isaac Asimov science fiction books, um, because I—that's a book I read way back in uh, high school or my early twenties that has influenced the way I look at society, the way I look at you know politics, the way I look at a lot of things, and so that's something that's near and dear to my heart. So, are they going to do it justice, or are they going to fuck it up? Um, We'll see how that goes. Uh, but I, I, if they can do it justice, uh, you know, I would find that interesting. And I mm-hmm. should maybe, since I am a, uh, you know, a sci-fi guy, maybe I should give C a, a chance. Maybe I should see C. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. twelve items here, but one okay. of them is Oprah's Book Club, so that's not something, right? You know, a regular TV series, Snoopy in Space as a children's show, Helpsters yep. as a children's show, yep. Ghostwriter, I think is a teenage show it was it's what it looks like by the little graphic they got here hala yeah i'm looking at it on my computer yeah hala is 17 year old pakistani american teenager struggles to balance desire with her family culture religious obligations that says that's a movie not a show yeah it says an hour an hour and 33 minutes okay Okay. all right so all right so that's a one-off right and then that's it. I mean, so there really isn't I mean, it's basically something that if you spent five or ten dollars for a month or two, you can watch everything unless they start bringing more stuff in um, you know, and they are planning on bring like I said I know they are supposed to be bringing this foundation. there's supposed to be some other shows. hopefully they're going to keep bringing in some stuff to keep people yeah. around they're going to have to because uh, as of right this minute, when my uh, subscription, my free year expires next November or this November. Um, I will only pay $5 a month one time to get the morning show after the morning show is done. Right. But I think they've been releasing that. They're at least playing it smart since they don't have a lot of stuff. They're releasing it on a weekly schedule. You, so right. Unless you wait until they're all released and then binge Except watch it. Well, that's it. what I would do. Yeah, that's right. what I would do. I would binge watch it. I mean, similar right. to uh, what I would have done with Hulu, because pretty much the only thing I watch on Hulu now is um, The Handmaid's Tale. So right. my plan originally was to just buy one month when The Handmaid's Tale come out this this year, binge it cancel but now i got it for a buck 99 still haven't watched i've been built twice and i still haven't watched anything yet but <laughs> well in my there's just too much there's too much yeah and my my hulu's included with my uh spotify subscription and well of course i let my kids watch it so it's not being completely wasted uh because ryan wanted to go watch he was watching um 
Kitchen Nightmares, I think, with Gordon Ramsay. And he on, uh, I looked it up and said, it's on Hulu. He said, sweet. So he'll be watching it. So it's not going to waste. Um, yeah, I haven't watched anything. I just finished watching season three of The Crown right. on uh, Netflix, which season three was better than season two, but the whole series is like, blah. And I just think it does not paint the royal family in a positive light. Right. Not at all. And- um, if it's trying to, it certainly isn't. And then my husband and I started watching uh, the new season of Jack Ryan okay. on Amazon, and season two is just awful. Hmm. Um, We're going to finish it. We've, we've watched five episodes, I think. So we have – I forget now. I think we have three more to go. I believe there's eight episodes. It's awful. I mean, season one was good. Even he, And he, he always says, because I criticize everything, even he's not liking it. <laughs> okay. Um and I canceled my Netflix subscription like in about July, and I haven't gone back yet. I might at some point. Um, but again, you know, like I say, we're we're drowning in a sea of opportunity here because uh, yeah. a lot there's a lot to watch, and I have this you know video game affliction that I because uh, I it, get, it it gives me a world to escape into because sometimes I need to escape this world once in a while so it gives me some place where I feel like I have a little control that's my psychological reason for doing this nobody judge me please uh, but but also reading yeah, a book yeah yeah that too or you know, and like you and I were talk yeah. like you and I were talking about before we hit the record button working on our ancestry yeah. you know working on genealogy I mean I've been spending a ton of time doing that there just isn't enough time. Right. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, this seems like a good enough transition. Something else I've been working on. Uh, I have relaunched my Bard on the Plains podcast on Anchor.fm. And so I've moved my, uh, uh, most of my episodes over there. There's a few that either didn't fit with what I ha- uh, had in mind. And there's a couple I just didn't really, eh, a couple episodes I really didn't care for that much. So, but I moved them over there and I have some plans um, I'll, I'll see how, you know, things go, but I have some plans. I have a few people I would like to, you know, interview and put on there. But so I've been doing that. Like I said, I've been moving them over or set up my website. I kind of went on a URL, uh, or, uh, uh, domain main, uh, domain, domain name. Bind you can say C. it. Yes, I can. There we go. Um, so I bought up, uh, I was finally able to get bardontheplains.com. I was also... Oh, uh, able to get um, holding out for a hero.com because to me, you know, for everyone.com naturally comes to mind. I did have a.net for holding out for the hero, but you know, that's just people, what? you know, so.com. So I was able to get that. And then I uh, got, was able to buy mike.mcpeak.com. So that's my new landing page rather than I still have my about.me thing out there, but it's just a little easier to say mike-mcpeak.com. Uh, so I, I bought up three domain names and uh, was busy kind of setting those up, uh, tweaking my uh, my websites and getting them kind of, you know, fixed up a little bit. And then um, I've let my holding out for Hero podcast. I need to get inspired on that one because I just didn't like the direction that's going. I still haven't kind of got that spark hasn't hit me yet for that one. But like I say, I've been um, getting barred on the planes. I've been trying to promote that a little bit. Um, that's my weakest problem when it comes to this stuff is just promoting and trying to get people to notice so I can get listenership. Uh, so if anybody out there wants to, you know, retweet uh, um, links to that, that'd be great. Just so I can, you know, if people kind of come and discover me, hopefully I can build a little bit. Um, and on this one, I've turned ads on um, 
And right now, you know, it's only been over there about a week, I guess. So it's still a little too early to know right now. But um, they gave me the option. So I recorded a little promo for Anchor, and I put it in kind of the middle of the podcast there. Uh, and I think I did it so it doesn't sound too too bad. Um, but just a little, you know, plug for Anchor and why I use it. Uh, so I'll see how that works. Um, I'm not expecting to get rich off of this, but... Um, because I've had like a couple listens and I have like a penny sitting there waiting for me. So I don't think I'm going to buy that yacht yet, but we'll see how that goes. And, uh, you know, as this goes along, you know, we'll see, you know, if it goes somewhere, I'll let everybody know how, what my experience is like. And I'm still waiting for it right now. It's only available at anchor.fm and on Spotify because Spotify owns anchor. Um, but you know, I did this over a holiday, so I'm hoping that they will get it on the other platforms. Hopefully, they'll get this on Apple because uh, um, Holding Out for a Hero uh, didn't make it on Apple, and I've asked them a couple times, and it hasn't hasn't gone anywhere. So I'll have to see what uh... they didn't give you a reason why. No, no, and I've, I, I, well, I wrote them once. You know, I should write them again and just you know do a follow up and just try to. You know, but like I say, right now I'm not uh, for holding out. Uh, I'm not until I get a better idea of what I want to do. I'm not going to push that one so much. But right now I've got some content there for Bard. I've got a few ideas. So that one I want to hopefully I can kind of get it, you know, kind of going a little bit, and then um, and I'll give them a little bit more time because, like I say, with a holiday in there, uh, people aren't going to you know prioritize getting my podcast on these other platforms so i'll give them a little bit more time to get that figured out and then i don't know maybe another week and then if they don't start showing up maybe i'll ask them hey guys what's excuse me what's the deal here but um because i thought with uh hero it was oh within a few days it started showing up on other uh platforms because i forget where all it's uh it's on Google, it's on several others. I think, um, oh, um, I think, is it on TuneIn Radio? I'd have to look and see, but uh, it's on some different platforms. But um, like I say, until I figure out what direction I want to take that, I'm not going to get too uh, carried away with that. But um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing there. and you know that's what takes my time away from watching TV, also. But um, I think I think with that because we've gone well, probably about an hour and a half now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we'll call, start uh, winding this up. So, uh, uh, Elisa, where can people find you if they want to uh, hear more of your stuff? On Twitter, I'm at Sensei Dai, and you can also find us at Three Geeky Ladies with the number three spelled out, ThreeGeekyLadies.com. It's a podcast I do with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes, and I believe we are supposed to record next week. Okay. And if people want to find out more about me, I have Twitter. I'm DSC Tripman there. And like I just got done saying, I have my new landing page at Mike-McPeak, that's M-C-P-E-E-K, dot com. Uh, and you can go over there and check out, and I have links to the stuff that I do, and I'm going to try and you know update that and put more stuff in there and maybe do some other things. Like I said, maybe get off the, the uh, video game console for a while and go out into the Internet and see how much I can get beat up there. But um, I might try that. But um, uh, And if you want to know 
more about the show, head over to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments on iTunes are always welcome, and we thank everyone who does that. We hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we have, and don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek. Looking for a podcast to get your geek on? Then listen to my favorite ladies' podcast, The Three Geeky Ladies. Join Alyssa, Suze, and Vicky as they discuss tech products and other topics that caught their attention. The Three Geeky Ladies podcast on the My Mac Podcasting Network. <laughs>